Come on in, guys, because it's happening right now. <laughs> it's Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. You are joining us in episode two of our rewatch and recap of Survivor, the Amazon season six of our favorite television show that is Survivor. My name is Alex. I am your host and guide through our Outwatch recap rewatch journey. And I'm joined by three of my friends who have seen very little Survivor in their lives. Um, as we journey through this season and um, react to the events of this television program. Uh, like I said, we are on episode two of Survivor, the Amazon titled Storms. But before we get to the recap of that episode, it's time for you to meet my co-hosts. Um, first of all, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So good to be back. Uh, the Amazon is beautiful this time of year, although it is on fire. Ooh, Aww. yeah. Tough to do Aww. Survivor in the Amazon nowadays. Yeah, but we can draw attention to that because we have a platform. That's right. That reaches people. About seven of them. About people. <laughs> All of them are our loved ones. <laughs> Actually, for now, maybe not true. You know what? If you are somebody who doesn't personally know us and you listen to this podcast, because I'm sure there are some of you. I really believe there are some of you. Dude, just like drop us a line because that would be so cool to hear from you. Um, I never mentioned this, but our email is um, outwatchpodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. That would be so fun to hear from you. This isn't more even a just bit. to let us know that you exist. Yeah. Yeah, more so that. <laughs> the, numbers, you know. the numbers on my Libsyn account say that you exist. Um, so just send us an email. Say, say what you up can, and we'll you, shout you, you can, out in the next episode. You can even tell us that you just hate watch this, and that's fine. Yeah, yes. I'll take a hate you watch. Can, you can you answer can the questions like we do at the beginning. Oh, that'd be fun. We yes. have a Twitter, right? We yeah, will. Yeah. We will right. give on pod your feedback to the icebreaker questions if you send them to us, and we'll dox you probably. <laughs> we will dox you. <laughs> you can also tweet them at Outwatch Podcast. Um, I think I get a notification if I'm tweeted at because it's entirely inactive. <laughs> it would be so fun if you, if I hear from any of you this, I will. I probably pooped on myself. I'll probably poop on myself. And, and apparently if you would like to run our social media, that's yeah. uh, an available position. That works too. Yeah. It's all good in the neighborhood. It's all gravy, baby. It's all gravy, gravy baby. baby. Um, speaking of the icebreaker question, Adam is our resident island fashion expert. It's fitting that you're the first to answer this. Um, Feel good about it. If you were to play Survivor in the year of our Lord 2002, what would you be wearing? Um, cargo shorts. Uh, Given. Some kind of Adidas sneaks. Uh, and then uh, either an and one shirt that says Ooh. something like give and go, give up the game and go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like reminder, like 10 years old, I'm a little overweight um, or uh, something, a shirt that says like practice safe lunch, bring a condiment, which I wouldn't understand. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No way did you. Were you allowed to have a shirt at 10 years old that said Probably that? Probably not at 10. I think I had one of those in high school, though. You did not. <laughs> Get out of here. 
<laughs> I had a bunch of those stupid like slogan t-shirts. I that can was totally me. see that. I was going to say like 25, you totally had one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can get it out too. What the f- I don't know. That wasn't really relevant. My finger slipped. Well, it's always good to remember. What a remember queen. the good times. What a queen. <laughs> um, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thank you for having me. Always. Hey, what would you wear if you were on Survivor in 2002? Well, I'm going to tell you that I remember very vividly. The it 21st was night of September? Uh, no, not. not <laughs> yes. No, we're going a different direction here. I was on the school bus waiting to get into elementary school. It was probably 2002. I was talking with my best friend, Maddie, who you may know. Uh, friend of the podcast. Yeah, she's a friend of the pod. And um, we were talking about things we wanted to do when we were older. And I remember very specifically saying, when I'm 16, I'm going to get a pink streak in my hair. Mm. So I'd probably do that just for Survivor. You know? <laughs> nice. Just to be fun. Yeah. I'd probably do that. I'd probably be wearing some limited two clothing. Yeah. I wouldn't be wearing jeans because I did not like them. I would not wear them. I wore stretchy pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My shirt would probably have some kind of cute animal on it. Yeah. <laughs> I and my socks would be up to my kneecap. Just that like, would be me. Just like our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was so beautiful, Emily, when you walked down that aisle in that monkey T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Pink streak. Yeah, yeah, pink I'm streak a in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> was it limited to with the monkey T-shirts? Huh? Was it limited to that did the monkey T-shirts? Oh, yes. Okay, oh, I thought yes. so. Yeah. Simpler times those were. Yeah, they were. Uh, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, hey, what would you wear to Survivor on 2002? Um, so my my shirt would probably be like from Spider Man One, the Tobey Maguire version, because mm-hmm. this is 2002. Right. Um, right. I'd, prob- <laughs> I'd probably rock those pants that you could unzip into shorts. Ah, oh, nice. yeah, yes. nice. I like to imagine that's that's what uh, uh, Jeff is wearing at all times. Totally. Um, he sleeps in them. some Nike shocks. Yeah. Nike shocks. Nike shocks. Shocks. Yeah. Or something to that effect. Yeah. I'd be a pretty cool looking fella. Um, I think that I would probably be wearing my Kyle Farnsworth jersey. <laughs> it's not true. It, it would be a Sammy Sosa jersey. I'm yes. just thinking <laughs> 2002 era Cubs. Um, uh, what else would I wear? Definitely like, um, ooh, I remember around this time in my life, like, I don't know if this was actually cool or if I just incorrectly perceived it to be cool, <sighs> but like <laughs> the Alex Gurchev story. <laughs> be the, the title of my memoir. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I went through like a kick around this time in my life of being like a North Carolina Tar Heels fan because I thought it was like cool to be a Tar Heels fan. Wow. So it I'd was probably, cool. Yeah, I'd probably wear Still like is. the light blue shorts, you know. Um, and I think I, I never got the Dadas, those shoes or Dada. Do you remember those? Dada. I do. Um, never got those. But if I was going on Survivor, I would probably invest in some Dadas. Because um, they're so cool. Those are the ones that had like two totally random colors, right? Dude, they had like wheels on the side. <laughs> they uh, were two yeah. totally random colors, yeah. and there were definitely wheels on the side. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> these were so bad. 
<laughs> Man, they're like Chrome. I'm looking them up now. <laughs> this is so rough, dude. I can't believe that white suburban kids from Indiana wore Dada's. That doesn't surprise me at all, actually. <laughs> I think, I think they were the only people who wore Dada's. You're probably right. Um, well, we will discuss in depth, I'm sure, what our contestants from Survivor the Amazon are wearing um, in this season. And it's not much better than what we've offered up as our choices. So, huh. spoilers. Hey, let's start by taking a trip to Tree Mail and recapping what happened in episode two, titled Storms of Survivor the Amazon. What do you say? We say yes. Let's do it. That's what I love to yes. hear. Yes. This uh, episode starts out with the uh, women tribe talking about their need for a leader. Even though they won the last challenge, they feel like they're scattered and uh, unable to really put a focused effort behind what they need to do. And just like that, the storms begin. It starts to rain torrentially, um, and both tribes have a hard time dealing with that. But the men seem to be in a little bit better shape because of the shelter that they've put together. Um we go from that into our first reward challenge, where it's a classic survivor challenge. Um, people are blindfolded, have to find puzzle pieces, while one caller uh, tries to navigate them to those pieces. And the women win their second consecutive challenge, winning some fish bait, um, of course, to catch fish. Um, back at the men tribe, they have names, but what's the point of saying them? It's... <laughs> Because then we'll just say, which one is that? The women. Oh, okay. Djibouti and Alberta. Djibouti and Alberta. Pretty sure was the name of it. I think you're right. A, um, an argument strikes up between Alex and Roger, um, and Rob sees this as an opportunity to swing Alex against Roger. Um, on the other side of the island... Um, it is night, and Joanna gets spooked by the tribe immunity idol that they have previously won. Uh, perhaps sees it as a real <laughs> idol. <laughs> and um, then later, immediately afterwards, tries to fight Christy for some reason. Um, and then we go straight from that into Granola Bargate. 2002. Yes. Uh, the women find a rogue granola bar at their camp. This is some wild stuff, and I'm really excited to talk about this. But they find a <laughs> granola bar at their camp, and then they burn it because it's not fair that somebody has it. Nobody fesses up to it after um, Janet is heavily rumored to be the culprit, but she never fesses up. I love um, production. Say, say that again. I was going to say that. Dude, we're, I blame production. <laughs> I've got to get through the rest of my recap, but we're going to hit this hard because this is wild. Um, <laughs> continuing, uh, and then we have the immunity challenge um, where they have to walk through a life-size dollhouse and observe things about them, and then Jeff quizzes them on those details. This time, the men win. It's their first challenge win, sending the women to tribal council. Um, Christy... Um, starts to alienate herself from the tribe. Uh, Janet denies bringing that granola bar, and all of the, f the heat um, seems to end up on the two of them. In Tribal Council, um, it's really a lot more about Christy than it is Janet. Christy talks about her feeling of isolation. There's some arguments about why that is, but ultimately it's Janet that's voted out. 
um, by a classic old school survivor voting tally of five votes to one vote to one vote to one vote. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that. Um, Big moments from episode two of Survivor the Amazon. Uh, Emily, you want to hit us with with your big moment first? Um, The big moment from this episode? Yes, please. Ooh. Um, I thought the granola bar thing was really interesting. Yeah. I loved that that was never resolved. <laughs> right. That was really fun. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll get to it, so I don't want to spoil, but I thought the last challenge, the immunity challenge was ridiculous in my head because it was like, memorize this scene. And then uh-huh. he was asking super specific questions. I just thought, I don't know if we've seen a challenge like that in the other seasons that we've watched. So I just yeah. thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's a weird challenge. We did. We watched something. There was one with like a memory challenge, but yeah. it, it was different. It was like, remember the colors? Oh, they had to put the colors in the right order. Yeah, that's what that was. Which was different than like, yeah. look at the scene and then how many of this tiny specific thing right. in the corner were there. I don't know. It just seemed. Yeah, I don't disagree. Weird. There Not was another one at Kageyan that had like an element of this where they had to like run. Remember this? They had to like run down a beach Uh-oh. and then yeah. count a bunch of things. And it took forever. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, I think that this kind of like memory sort of challenge is a staple of, again, like some old school survivor stuff. But this one does really feel like luck because you, Jeff, you know, doesn't say what things to memorize. It's just like go observe and then hope that the thing you observed is something that I ask you about. Well, and like really specific, like one of the questions was literally about like how many of these were un or were peeled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <sighs> Not my favorite sort of challenge. Um, okay. Regarding the granola bar, uh, mm-hmm. they kind of allude to this, but I'm pretty sure this is like, an example of somebody like legitimately cheating, like not being unfair, but actually like cheating in the breaking the rules of survivor. And like, I don't know, then it becomes like a plot point on survivor. Like I, it seemed to me and I'm doing some research right now to find out if this is the reality, if I may, I don't know if I'm going to find anything or not, but that like, Somebody from pregame nabbed a granola bar from like Ponderosa, like (laughs) hit it so that production didn't know and brought it with them onto the show where they definitely were not allowed to do that. I think that's what happened, which is crazy. (laughs) I think Scott has a really interesting theory that I agree with that we need to hear out. Scott, I'm excited to hear your theory. Yeah, I think I think production planted it. (laughs) I think it was a camera guy who was like, "Uh oh, don't want to get my granola bar wet. I'll just slip in this box right here. (laughs) That like. Like, hey, Jim, wait, get your camera going. Oh, sorry. Put this down. (laughs) That's an option. Um. (laughs) When I type in Survivor Amazon G, the first thing that does pop up on Google is Survivor Amazon Granola Bar. Here's a big Reddit thread on the theory of the granola bar of Amazon. What a wonderful thing Reddit is. Oh. Okay. Here's a here's a um, a theory that um, expands upon that uh, on your theory, Scott. Um, let's credit it to Reddit user Kermit Fifty Four. 
Um, <laughs> avid listener of the podcast. Avid listener, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I sure hope so. He thinks that it may have been planted in Janet's bag simply so that Christy wouldn't be the first boot. Um, because the producers wouldn't want Christy to go home first as the first deaf contestant in reality history. And that she, he thinks that Janet is probably um, cast specifically to serve as a shield for Christy and like the least likely contestant in Survivor history to have tried to smuggle in a granola bar. Which is an interesting huh. take. I feel like it's probably more likely that it was Jean and she just like threw it at Janet so, mm-hmm. because it was an easy target. That's true. She was pretty adamant about finding the culprit. At least that feels more that feels more a uh, uh, conspiracy conspiracy theoratorially sound dude, than uh, dude. I think this is I think this is a plant. You think it's a you think production actually put it there? I think maybe there's no like actual like um hard like I don't know evidence what here. Banger bangerang or what was it from last episode? Bangerang. Bangerang. <laughs> well, if Alex is subscribing to conspiracy theories, we must give it positive. I can't. All rigged. It's not Al- Adam this time. Yeah. It's Alex. So, you're, so what you're saying, Alex, is that Survivor is scripted? <laughs> no, 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 no. I influenced. I've always said it's influenced. <laughs> um here's something saying that in like a survivor insider thing like maybe christy says that she does she did do it that it was christy this is a you know like a, a thread from 2003 though so mm. to the the internet was around in 2003 yeah apparently old oh. school old school like comment sections um this also this this first reddit thing that i read earlier too this is a more recent one but well, we um, read some, it only came to existence in like right. 2013 <laughs> some other comments say that like um other contestants from the season have said that they the, like the men actually found a similar granola bar wrapper in their camp too but like nothing really came of it and so it didn't make the show and that, if that's huh. true, that leads me to believe that it actually was a plant, which is really yeah. interesting. I I can't think of another occurrence of something like this happening in Survivor. That's fascinating. Either way, it's really wild. Either somebody like actually cheated, or like production actively planted something. And honestly, like now that I'm running through this, it feels more like possible that they did plant something, and this is like something maybe they tried in like this early season of Survivor. I was going to say it was early enough. Maybe they were just trying things. Yeah. It's wild, dude. Either way, post, it's wild. It's 9-11 world. You got to, you know, you got you to throw some Hail Marys up there. You just got to <laughs> chuck it at the wall or be yeah, downfield. But yeah, they never really resolved it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> nothing, nothing ever really came of it other than they, they burned it. Yeah. But. Yeah. And that, maybe that's evidence for it, too. Like nobody even on confessional says like. Yeah, it was me, right? It's like... Yeah, it is weird that no one confesses to it in the confessional. Yeah. That, that does seem like something that someone will confess to. Um, okay, so let's start with the reward challenge here. Um, this is a classic survivor challenge. The formula of somebody stands on a perch and yells and tells everybody where to go. 
Um, I thought it was really funny how Butch couldn't remember anyone's name. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah. I Scott, Steve, J- J- Jim. <laughs> There's no, none of those are here. um also this is um really it's really good in the case of this challenge that the women won the first one because imagine if christy had to take part in this challenge she got to sit out i i kind of choose to believe that they wouldn't have done this if the women were even or had to play everybody yeah I, I just I can't imagine that the producers would have put this on there because like there's not really there has there is yet to be a challenge except for this one that Chrissy would like it was an act of hindrance to. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like it was really intentional. Like, yeah, she would just be straight up set up to fail. Yeah, if there's, she could yeah. be calling out stuff, though. She could. But she it would could still be. be hard if they tried to talk back to her. She couldn't really see them. I right. Guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is it was difficult, and I think maybe maybe that is what they were banking on. It's just like you know what, like if she's still in it, like she's gonna have to be the caller. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just had that thought of like, dude, of course they're gonna set out Christy. Like this would be really really bad if she had to participate in it. It would just be like, there's no way that she's gonna be successful in this. I think you also in this uh, challenge saw one of the other changes that we see in survivor in the production value in that there really yeah. weren't many like sweeping aerial shots. Right. Um, which oh, I, yeah. I, I'm sure is partly due to like now like technology, you can do a lot more things and it's easier. Drones. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, than setting up things in the Amazon uh, to get those sorts of shots. But you, you, you very, you almost never got like a big shot of, the players actually playing the game. Mm-hmm. I noticed a lot of like handhelds too, where yeah. in like, yeah, current survivor, there's 20 cameras, 20 plus cameras all set up on tripods here. You've got people like wandering around with cameras. Yeah. It's interesting. Can we also talk about how Jeff has changed? You mentioned yeah. this, Alex. <laughs> like you've talked about how he, in newer seasons he's like super excited. Yeah. But I have never noticed that until we watched this season He's so subdued mm-hmm. when he's talking about what's happening. Cause I remember specifically in this challenge thinking like, this is weird because right. the yeah. women had all of their planks and they were ready to start assembling their puzzle. And he was just like, okay, the women are done with their uh, finding their planks and now they will uh, continue on into building the puzzle. Yeah. Whereas now he'd be like, Oh, great women like, go, you know, he'd yeah. be insane. Yeah. So that was really different. Like, I definitely see what you mean about him becoming more of a character in recent seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that he hosts this show is pretty unrecognizable from like yeah. old school. Although his outfit ones. has never changed. True, true. He's ditched the the sunglasses, but everything else has stayed the same. Yeah, got to have all those pockets on your shirt. <laughs> For all to hide things. the granola all bars. That's <laughs> where Jeff holds all, all this power. Survivor secrets. It's in those pockets. Um, there's a, a kind of a blow up argument at the men's camp. Um, and while the argument itself is probably like, you know, it's in the show as like, a, this is a conversation that America's having. So anyway, what it he got into was the worst. Is that <laughs> what it does, though, is that 
it gives us like it teaches us a lot about like I'd say three people on that men's tribe, right? In a way that we haven't seen mm-hmm. them yet. We learn a lot about Roger. We learn a lot about Alex, and we learn a lot about Rob too in his kind of like uh, commentary on the situation, right? Which is like I think really interesting. Like Roger sounds like a jerk and a bigot and like a <laughs> a, a bad dude, not just a bossy dude, but maybe like a not great dude to be around beyond those like superficial levels. Uh, Alex, on the other hand, seems like a really, you know, like thoughtful um, and like good guy to be around that people may flock to. And Rob seems like somebody who, while he may be kind of like snarky and like a smart ass that he um, is a smart person too, um, for as big of a goof as he is kind of playing was there any like yeah like character developments from that or from anything else this episode that you really took like note of scott did you have anything character wise that that stood out to you about anyone um not particularly the one that i can think of like off the top of my head is like on the other tribe is like joanna yes (laughs) yes i don't know if we were planning on getting to her by herself but she was kind of like the overarching person of this episode to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she um, is. Just from like her thoughts on the immunity idol, hmm. uh, all the way to like her weird fight with Christy. Like, I don't know. I feel like we got to know her more right or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first thought was that she should have referred to it. She should have just referred to it as an immunity totem. Yes. That's what oh. good church folks do when they're confronted with this sort of thing <laughs> is they just change the name of things to be less disruptive. <laughs> because that's what God is concerned with is the name right. of things. That's not what yeah. they are. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, then I was super confused about like the fight with Christy. Yeah. That was weird. Um, but, but yeah, I guess that's kind of like just to answer your question about somebody's character, I guess. Yeah. But, Anybody else um, stick out to you? Did you like learn anything about anybody other anybody else from this episode? And then we'll go in on the whole Joanna Christie stuff because that's a, a rich vein as well. I I think you see a lot of like because it, it's, it's Roger, Alex, and Rob, right? Are the three? Yeah, that are involved in that. Yeah, yeah, in that. I like you definitely do see like what you said. You you see Alex is very understanding and like accepting guy and it's funny it it was done in this way that like you start off hearing what roger is saying and he's kind of like you know like as long as you're not hurting anybody do whatever you want like you know whatever 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 and so he sounds like he's you know if even if he's not like necessarily accepting he's at least like understanding he's just kind of like whatever and then as it continues you realize that oh no he's a bigot like he's he he, he's not accepting or understanding he's just you know, he, he, he wants to be able to ignore that these people even exist. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I, it, it was such a weird, I'm sure, I, I'm sure that's a conversation that like America was having at the time, obviously, but I'm, I, I'm, that honestly does in some way seem like a conversation that two people could have been having on the camp, like in the camp. Like it doesn't, it wouldn't have yeah. surprised me if that was a thing. And Alex, stood up to him in a way that I I don't think many people would have. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I think Rob you... running commentary on the whole thing didn't add too much to what was happening mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think what we're seeing here is there is going to be a division in the men's tribe and you know in 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 some ways it'll be a lot of people just don't like roger because he's he's a bigot and he doesn't care about people and you know yeah yeah because it's like that's the thing like he he started off really like you could almost you it wasn't like a great perspective to have of like just don't do it around me but you could like like that's fine whatever it's 2002 like we're moving <laughs> in a direction and then at some point he calls it a uh i think he says uh, unnatural he says unnatural he says yeah something like he he, he uses those sorts of terms and you're like oh no yeah like, no this is like you haven't you're not an accepting or understanding person like yeah yeah it that that was a really rough thing to watch um yeah i was just fascinated by so we talked about last episode, just kind of the misogyny and sexism that we're seeing in the conversations. Yeah. And then it was interesting that <laughs> this came up. I was like, are we going to touch on everything? Right. That well, was and what's kind of very <laughs> loving toward others. It's an abomination. Roger specifically calls it an abomination, actually. Um, he says it's unnaturally an abomination. But the weird thing is like Alex stands up to this and he's like no that's not right yeah but then they're still like talking about the girls and everything it's like that's okay <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right yeah such an end this is why i said i want to write like a case study or something on this to you really should dive into the cultural and psyche <laughs> yeah social political yeah time period yeah and I think this is a an area where I think maybe like some credit to the production storytellers can go because they don't do this by any means in like every instance of like a controversial topic being brought up or just like people on the show saying bad stuff. They kind of they wrap up this interaction with it comes like through the like the voice of Rob, but the like conclusion to this, you know, scene is rob saying roger's a bigot and i don't want to work with him right and so that's like what the show ends viewership the viewers with from this right is like roger was in the wrong saying bad stuff yeah um and then well they're they're trying to set up a villain and a hero because i mean that's like that's what survivor is always trying to do when they're filming it's like who is the villain who is a hero who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting against? And because there's so little strategy happening, you know, like I, I don't get mad at someone for screwing over someone I like. Yeah. It's like, it kind of just has to be like on a personal level. I don't think I like that person. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really, the more we talk about it too, it just really feels like the show is just trying to find itself because there's yeah. not a lot of strategy yet. You're and they're right, really yeah. honing in on anything that might be interesting. Yeah. So they're like, oh, look, this was a conversation. Let's make a whole segment out of it. Yeah. Like, is this helpful, though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Uh, let's talk about the um, the antics on the women's side of things. Um, to recap, there's this <laughs> really like um, 
uh, horror-esque sequence of um, flashes and jump cuts of shots of the immunity idol that the women have just won while Joanna is sleeping in their camp, or not sleeping, rather, um, reciting prayers and the like, because she believes that this... Uh, the rainstorm they're experiencing is a result of them having this idol in their camp. And then um, the next morning, uh, I think it's Jean, right? I think Jean is filling Christy in on what happened last night because, as we said last episode, she has a hard time hearing and reading lips at night, so it's hard for her to communicate. And then Joanna rolls up, perceives this as them talking smack, and then she just goes in on Christy. Um, it's a wild series. Let's get let's get some takes here. Let's uh let's let's go in on this. I I think I, something important to remember is that we're on day like five at this point. Yeah. Um, of very poor sleep and malnutrition. Yeah. Um. So I, I imagine that this is probably coming from more of a place of my body isn't functioning correctly and my brain <laughs> right. isn't functioning to its highest capacity. Uh, I, I think the whole, like, first of all, that, that idol is horrifying. It is. I wouldn't, I would yeah. not want it in my camp. <laughs> all of like the, the like tribal motifs this season are spooky. Yeah. I, I am not a fan of that idol because it is creepy as hell. Um, <laughs> and, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like that whole thing was just ridiculous. And like poor Christy, like she's just getting yeah. caught up on what happened. Night before, like she never, she didn't know what, what had happened the night before. Like this is her first time seeing it and reacting to it, and she says something that was told to Joanna the night before. Like just change the name of it. Like so, it, it's like Christy, like really, is just like engaging in what happened several hours later. Yeah, and, and Joanna goes off on her for it, and it's just, yeah, that sucked. Like, <laughs> time out. Can you hear my neighbor's dog? No. Okay, good. It is barking like crazy. And it's driving me crazy. <laughs> and I'm glad I you could, can't hear it because it means our audience can't hear it. I couldn't hear anything. Could you guys hear my dogs? Every once in a while, can you hear Sarge right now? He's jingle jangling. He's just jingling collar. and jingling. Let's have Survivor dogs where we have dogs <laughs> playing Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love that. That's so cute. I don't know how we're gonna get them to vote each other off, but bark once for Rufus <laughs> and twice for D- Doug. <laughs> Doug the dog. Doug. Doug. <laughs> yeah, and it can be like a um a famous dog season. You know, you could have the Doge. You could have Vincent from Lost. Airbud. You could have Airbud. Yep. I'm going to play Sandy from the Broadway production mm-hmm. of Ann, sure. Annie. I'm sorry, from what? Annie. Andy? Annie. The Broadway production of Andy. Annie. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Andy. And then um, as a special returning guest, you could have the llama. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs would immediately vote out the llama. <laughs> Which seems a little racist, honestly. <laughs> uh, next, we're not actually going to do this one for a very long time, but coming off of this season, we'll go right into the one where they divide the tribes by race. 
That's what? a real thing that happens. No, no, it's no, not. I'm, I'm, totally, I'm serious, dude. I'm That's serious. Not a thing, Alex. It's a thing. It was the most controversial thing they ever I, did, and it's not close. Shut up. No, I'm serious, don't. dude. Survivor <laughs> Cook Islands. Um, let me find what year it it aired. But they they definitely <laughs> did this. It was like in the teens, I think. Um, I'm searching 2006. Thirteenth uh, season. We were better by then. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you had the whites, the blacks, the Asians, and Good the night. Latinos. Oh my god. Uh, yep. CBS. Yep. Come on. I bet Jeff had a field day with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember much about that season. I don't really. Unless we do this for years and years and years, I doubt we'll get there. <laughs> it's low on my list. I'd rather do Survivor Dogs before that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I found this whole Joanna Christie stuff equal parts like, um, like funny and like upsetting when you put yourself in Christie's shoes. That's rough, but that that sequence they put together of like the horror film. Idle shots. <laughs> yeah, that was and, funny. And Joanna's like chanting was was pretty funny to me. Um. Okay. Before we get into uh, well, let's let's wrap this, and then we'll, I've got a couple other questions, and we'll do island fashion. Um. Yes. All this stuff right before, um, tribal, I found to be like real old school survivor stuff, where it's like, um, you know, the tribal meetings and like the passive aggression, um, particularly from Christy, who is definitely in a tough spot, but really isn't doing herself any favors at this point where, you know, let's do this. And then they're like, we don't want to do this. And she's like, fine, I'll do it myself. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll help you. And she's like, I don't want to do that anymore. It's like, this is some real <laughs> old school survivor reality show stuff. Um, and then to go with that, the voting where it's five, yeah. one, 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 <laughs> three people who are unaware of the fact that they're on a strategy show to win a million dollars, just throwing their votes at a wall. Actually, I guess two, because Janet was one of them. Um, just some r real stuff that you would never see in survivor nowadays. Right. Yeah. The <laughs> The voting is so like there was zero strategy talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they didn't mm -hmm. show any of that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, why? Why in your mind did they ultimately vote out Janet? I, I genuinely bar, man. <laughs> yeah, I think that may be it. I think it's a granola bar. Yeah, I think it, it was that. Like she got she was like sick the first day. I don't know. Like that's part of it. Yep. Yep. Heidi says that it's because she was sick. And she wants out. Oh, this is like maybe like a an episode too late. But when she was like, <laughs> um, I really underestimated how physically challenging this was going to be. Yeah. What did <laughs> so you like, expect? It was like day one. <laughs> yeah. I know that's super off topic, but <laughs> like, I was well, so she, taken aback by that. Yeah. She also mentioned at one point she was like, you know, mentally, sure, I'm in this game. Physically, I just can't do it. Yeah, And I don't know everything she was going through, but I have to think that some of it was mental because yeah. someone even said after they won that first challenge, even she seemed to be doing better. Uh -huh. I mean, a lot of your physical ailments, I just imagine would be at least in some part affected by your mental. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That was just interesting. 
yeah, ultimately it winds up that you've got Joanna voting for Christy as per their, you know, blow up. You've got Janet voting for Jean because Janet feels like Jean was the one who, you know, gaslighted her regarding the, the granola bar. And then you've got Christy voting for Jenna. And I'm not I'm not quite sure why Christy voted for Jenna, but she did. Um, and then everyone else voted for Janet. Did you guys listen to Janet's final words after like in the, the closing portion of the episode? She said something about a haircut. What is she talking about? Here's what she says. She says, this week I found out I'm not an Amazonian woman. I'm a Cane Coon woman. For all you middle-aged women out there that are thinking of having a midlife crisis, I would highly suggest a change of hairstyle. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good good exit. It's pretty funny. Well done. (laughs) Don't go on Survivor. Get a haircut. Same, girl. Same. (laughs) We're not here for a haircut. This is real Survivor stuff. Okay, let's get into island fashion, the long-promised island fashion. Uh, There's a lot going on here fashion-wise. What have been the uh, the hashtag looks that have really stuck out to you guys from our um, standout cast? So many different types of glasses that are all awful. Yeah. Can yeah, we yeah, just yeah. talk about how everyone looks like they're in the Matrix? Yes, Thin frame sunglasses. It's that exact, yeah, it's that thin frame, circular, like the tactical glass looking things. Lots of like tank tops and like sleeveless shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some Hawaiian print uh, floral patterns, which I remember being very popular for no reason in Mm -hmm. the early 2000s. Because island life, Emily. That's why. But like cheap, (laughs) appropriated island life. (laughs) Um, I think my favorite thing that is probably the worst thing you could wear onto Survivor is a string bikini. <laughs> yep, there's okay. a few of those. Heidi and uh, the other was he was a swimsuit model. Jenna. Jenna. Yeah, at least those two, if not another one. But like seriously, yeah, like, yeah, it's the dumbest thing you could wear. Yeah, maybe not the the wisest choice. Um, on the the male side, there's a lot of those like bead necklaces. Yes, puka shells. Yeah, there. <laughs> I believe we've got one on Dave. We've got one on Alex. I believe we've got one um, on Daniel. Maybe Matthew's got some sort of neckwear going on. That looks like a more of like a charm situation than a than a, a beaded necklace. What is the um, this is an outdated term that's not good to say anymore, and I need you to replace it with the correct good term. What do you call a wife beater? That's not a bad thing to say. <laughs> I think it's a tank top. Is it just a tank top? A tank top, a ribbed, a white ribbed tank top. Yeah, yeah there's some there's some of those. There you go. Um. Gotta mention Dave's haircut. He's got the classic spikiness, the 2003 mm-hmm. spike top. Mm-hmm. Actually, surprised we don't see more of that. Although there's probably not much gel on the island. True. That would be my luxury item. <laughs> Hair gel. <laughs> does uh, Does anybody have frosted tips? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got the feeling that Alex would rock the frosted tips, though. He looks like a frosted tips kind of guy. Just the tips. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rob's got the inside out t-shirt rocking for most of the time. 
That's a move for sure. I'm sure that things will happen along the way. There's, also, there's a lot of like uh, sunglasses on necklaces. Mm, I haven't noticed yeah. that. Don't want to lose them. Don't want to lose them. True. Um, great. This has been Island Fashion. Thank you for listening. Just wonderful. Yes. <laughs> 2002 really just high fashion. It's everything you want. I think that most historians point to this precise year as the um, the peak of fashion in you know all of recorded history. It was it was what everything before it was building up to, and it's yep. all downhill from there. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. Last thing I'd love for us to talk about before we um, wrap this episode and leading into our draft special next time. Um, who in your mind has stood out through these first couple of episodes as um, people who you think have a chance to do um, some damage in this game? I know that we've commented on how it's hard to remember people's names to this point because there hasn't been a whole lot of like actual character development as far as much as like just situations going on, you know, mm. but uh, yeah. Who are some of the standouts in each of y'all's minds as some potential powerhouses? I'm going to say Rob, because yeah. you keep mentioning him and I know he has a podcast. He does have a podcast. <laughs> Rob has a podcast, which is the name of his podcast. Um, but it's not necessarily Alex because... He's a good survivor player. He's just think, fun to I listen think Alex, to. Alex is a shy. He he seems like he's a smart guy. He's athletic. Um, no one. I don't know. Those are my main two on the men's tribe. On the women's tribe, I really like Jean. Is that the one? Are you thinking of talks? Dina? Maybe. Jean, who's no? Who's the one who talks to Christy? That yeah. is Jean. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like Jean. I, I don't know that she'll make it far in the game because she is a little abrasive, but she she seems like she could be a really smart survivor player. And if she was like on the show in a future season, she probably would do a lot better. But sure. Yeah, I, I like her a lot. Uh, Dina. Mm -hmm. That's I like Dina, too. I, I was really impressed with Dina through these first couple of episodes. Yeah. She seems like smart. She seems like she'd be a really good leader. Seems like she could kind of strategize her way around people. Mm -hmm. I like her. Scott, um, what you got? Yes, yeah, Scott. I, was say, I think I thought that I know she's. It was kind of like a joke amongst the men, but I really thought that Heidi had some good moments in each of the episodes. Heidi um, freaking put the team on her back in that first challenge. Yeah, yeah, like I said, she had some. I don't know how strategic, like how like strategic she is going to be or how far she'll even make it. But I think just from what we've seen, she's had some good moments. Um, yeah, also she, like, yeah, Rob, at least be a strong competitor, I think like, yeah, yeah, I think so. And then I think Rob, like, I, I think he's probably the only one that I picked up that is actually thinking strategically so far, mm -hmm. <laughs> at least from what we've seen. So probably those two. And then amongst all the people that Adam has already said, <laughs> <laughs> Anybody you picked up on Emily? Uh, still sticking with Rob and <laughs> actually what's her name? Heidi. 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 Yeah. Yeah. When you mentioned Heidi, that's true. She seems like a pretty solid player. Mm -hmm. She's getting a lot of airtime, which is indicative, although in the earlier seasons, who knows? Yeah. But she just seems strong and pretty level headed so far. I also I I really love Christy like in the game. Yeah. I don't know how far she's going to make it. Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I think she, if she can make it to a merger, she might be able to like do something more. Yeah. But yeah, she seems just a little ousted from her tribe, which really sucks because she seems like she's going to be she would be a really good competitor. Yeah. Some people we haven't mentioned, so I'll I'll bring them up and get your takes. What do you what do we think about uh, like a Shauna and like a Dave? Well, Shauna is the hottest one, according <laughs> to the men's crowd. By the way, Shauna, besides the hottest one, please tell I me. I trust you context. more than I trust. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Shauna's the one that had a hard time untying the boat at the very beginning. She oh, has kind of like she, shorter hair. She's got red hair. Yeah. She's younger. Yeah. She, so, see, I know everyone's um, occupation. She's that a retail saleswoman. Head. Retail saleswoman. Yes, yes, she's the retail saleswoman. <laughs> what a okay. fancy way to say you work in a shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's also seems pretty solid. Uh, Dave I, I is someone like that hasn't I, been I, mentioned, as I, is Butch and Matthew and Jenna. Anything from those players that really jump out? I'm ready to run through a wall for Butch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was like, I don't think we've seen enough of Matthew yet to really see if he's going to make a run in the game. I don't think Butch is going to make it very far. He's he's kind of too wholesome, and we know that just wholesome doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Right, sorry, Butch, but I don't believe in you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. hurts his feelings. I bet that stings. Seventeen years later, I bet it does. Probably. He's listening. He's one of the seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else from this episode before we wrap it up? Yeah. Great. I've covered it. Hey, well, uh, thanks for listening to this episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to the feed so that you can stick with our coverage of this uh, legacy season of Survivor. Um, and like we said at the beginning, drop us a line. Add us on Outwatch Podcast on Twitter. Send us an email, outwatchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you answer that um, that question of what would you wear to Survivor in 2002, we'll uh, share your answer on the next episode. And next time on Outwatch, what that episode will be is our fantasy draft spectacular, always one of my favorite episodes Ooh. of the season, where the groundwork will be laid for who will be the third fantasy Outwatch champion. Will Adam Threepeat, will a up-and-comer rise and snatch his throne? Dara's third wind. <laughs> Dara's third wind. <laughs> He's coming for you. Only time will tell. Um, so thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time.